So somebody comes and says, you must do this, you must do this, you must do this. You say, well, I'm not doing that. I'm a Christian. I say, well, if you don't do this, all right, then this is what we're going to charge. And when we charge it at this level, all your profit is gone. But if power had been released and you had won the battle, while you are there insisting, I'm not doing this, somebody just walks in. And because you are in control of the air, that person says, so what's your name? And says, I said, do you know so-and-so? Yeah. It's my cousin. Oh, we're in school together. Oh, I don't know. This is my brother. Come aside. Tells you, so this is how we structure it here. Do it this way. From now on, anytime you want to get anything done, just come to meet me. I will help you. By doing that, you are out of that. But it's power that they release that. Because when you win the war, you create a point of entry on the earth for you to succeed in what you're doing. I mean, let me tell you a story. A true story. All right? When we started church, you know, we used to do, we prayed Saturday morning. So, met this Saturday morning to pray. This was in Yaba. And, you know, they used to do environmental. You know what I'm And they will have these people, sanitation people that will arrest you if they see you not cleaning. All right? So, we'll come very early before 7 a.m. And during that period, we'll pray and then go. So, while we were praying, this was in Yaba, I just decided, I, I started the prayer meeting now. So, just as I'm praying here, so you decide just to go out. And I was praying on, around, came out of the building, praying on, so I got to the road, praying. Not knowing that, the sanitation van was coming. Now you think about this. I started the prayer meeting, and I just walked out. Next thing, this van just stopped. I didn't even know what was happening. One went behind me. I was still praying in tongues. Before I knew what was happening, I was carried. I said, listen, I'm a pastor. That's my church. They say, pastor that doesn't know the law, enter the van. That's how they put us in this van and locked up. Can you imagine I left the church praying? So the issue now is that you people are praying. Where is the pastor? All right. So the prayer time finished after environmental. Then they realized that I was actually missing. I was missing. So what happened was they carried me to the local government. And, you know, uh, when we got there, they were throwing people into the cell. You take off your shirt and they throw you into the cell. So I, I couldn't believe what was going on. So they said, before we throw you, and then from there, immediately after the environmental, you are going to the magistrate. If you don't answer properly and have money, you are going that evening, curriculum, wherever you are going to. So flashing right before me was my first taste of jail, and I was praying. So the man who was taking the names just said, so what's your name? I said it. Uh, now, my father's brother had been a local government chairman then, mainland. Local. So he said, do you know so-and-so? So the means he said, I just called the house address. <laughs> he just said, which one are you? you no, know, it means I knew what was happening. He just said, which one are you? I said, 262 Mutala Mohammed Way. Eh! He said, step aside. Then he told me something. He said, one day I was in trouble. Your uncle helped me. He said, if he did not help me, today will have been payback. <laughs> now, they took me aside, put me in a sitting room, gave me malt <laughs> and meat pie, and told me to wait till the end of environmental. They were throwing the others in cell. So by the time the church people came from the prayer meeting, in panic, because it was the malam that told them when they were looking for me. He said, they have carried pastor. They said, how? 
He said he saw them and he hid under his table and covered himself. So by the time they rushed to the place, I said, relax, Jesus is in control. <laughs> Don't worry, the anointing has worked. I'm, 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 I'm here, they're taking care of me. All right, and that's how I left the place. But I am sure that while I was praying, the Holy Ghost knew what was coming. So that note of victory, which I thought was part of the prayer we were praying, was the problem coming? So once that was surmounted, <laughs> you follow me saying? Then, all right, God arranged that it would be that man that would be taking names. If it wasn't that man, are you following what I'm saying? Yet? Now, this now doesn't mean the next month I never went outside again because <laughs> it is go and sin. No more. Never. If I, I, you can't, all right? So I stayed within the boundaries where the love of God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never went out there. But I'm just saying that that can happen. So how do you win, all right, in spiritual warfare here? So don't just keep being, you know, you know, we just, uh, all right, you, you know, you look at things and, and you just say the power of God. I'll call my clients from the north, from the south. Angels, go forth. Bring my clients. That can happen once. And the clients come. And now you need to multiply that. Treat your clients properly. Are you following what I'm saying here? Find wisdom of God. How do we relate with these people? Are there any other things that we can do? Uh, you understand this? If I was, when I was sharing with that gentleman, I mean, one of the most powerful stories I've ever heard in my life, to be honest with you, about the proof of how things work was when Pastor Luby Johnson talked about how they started life out. That is a powerful testimony on the love of Jesus Christ. All right? One of the best schools in Nigeria, how did it start? If you want to let me just tell you. He said it was the house help that was with them. That they asked the house help. This is why feedback. God is very close to you. He's in your environment. All right? Just, you know, he's there. I mean, this, that story t says it all. He asked the house help when the house help had been with them for years, been loyal, and they said, okay, you know, I'd help them with their children, and they said, okay, you know, a wife said, okay, all right. And said, what kind of business would you want to do that we can help you? And, you know, do you want sewing machine? We'll buy sewing machines. And I said, no, 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 she's not interested in sewing. She doesn't like sewing and all of this, and they left it. All right? And, but they, were, they wanted to help her. They wanted to give her a better life. Then one day, all right, still talking about taking care of the children. They just noticed people around, you know, also had problem with. So they said, okay, maybe we should just start a small daycare. I mentioned it to her. Will you be able to help us do daycare? Ah, I said, that's the one I want. The way I've been taking care of your children, do daycare for me. And I'll help you manage that. It is that daycare that they did because of the house help that grew to become life at school. So it's just one, that's what I'm saying. If you overlook the house health, you've overlooked life for entire school. Then you are there struggling. God, where is it? Are, are you following what I'm saying here? All right? Where is it? Where are you? All right? That's why when people give you that kind of information, you are more sensitive to your environment. 
Uh, you understand. I mean, I said, said this. When he said it, I remember. Covenant Capital, today that helped. What, how did we start? Someone came to meet me for rent. I gave money to her. She came the next year, and she was wise. She said, Pastor, instead of giving me this money for rent, give me money to start my chin, chin business. I am talented here, and I can make money out of it. If you give me this money, I will never come back to ask you for money again. Till tomorrow, she has not come back. We gave her that money, and I said, okay, if this can help people out of trouble, then let us make this available. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Because there just might be people that might just be asking for money, and what they just need is some small amount of money to cause there to be growth, all right, in what they're doing. So in all these little things, you just see, right, if, if your heart is right, you, you will pick up things from the environment. So let, let me close here to show this about power. Right? Look chapter 3 here and verse, uh, continue next week, verse 21. It talks about Jesus being baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. And verse 22, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. All right? And Jesus said, began to be about 30 years. So he got baptized with the Holy Ghost here. Now, so when we get to chapter 4 and verse 1, he now tells us, and he said, Verily, I, um, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, so he had been baptized, and he was now full of the Holy Ghost. He returned from Jordan, and he was led by the Spirit, uh, put it back there, into the wilderness. Now, verse 2, he says, Being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, after he hungered. All right? And verse 3 tells us, it says in verse 3, all right? And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command the stone to be made bread. And then verse 4, Jesus said, It is written. So Jesus, when we look through it, he, he was, the Bible tells us there, he was in the wilderness, being tempted and was fasting. So we see fasting, prayer, and the use of the word of God. Because during those 40 days, he was in a place of fasting and prayer and spiritual warfare there. Using the word of God. Using the word of God to overcome. All right? all of satanic power. Then at the end of it in verse 14, the scripture says, let's go to verse 14 here, and Jesus returned. So he went into the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost. Something happened for 40 days and he returned in the power of the Spirit now unto Galilee and there went a fame of him throughout the region round about. So he came back in with power. Now how did he get that power? It was through praying, fasting, and the use of the word of God to overcome, all right, Satan, and to win the spiritual battle. And it's when you have won the spiritual battle in prayer that power is now released to you for that particular thing. So you want spiritual power for something, right? You've got to enter into what is called the prayer warfare with fasting there, Right? And the use of God's word. So you are there praying and you are using relevant scriptures there to get breakthroughs in the realm of the spirit. And you come out of a season of doing that and power, all right, is upon you. So Jesus told them, tarry until you are endued with power from on high. That tarrying is that waiting period to get power. Now, power, when, it, when power comes upon you, there are three things. There's the spirit within and there's the spirit upon 
So what happens is, you, are, you don't just have the indwelling spirit, you are clothed, which means is what they told Mary. He said, how can these things be? It says, the spirit of God shall come upon and the power of God shall overshadow thee. That when that power is there, then supernatural things can happen. So the spirit will be upon thee and the power of God will overshadow thee. And you will come, which means what I have said to you will come to pass in a supernatural way when that kind of power is in operation. And that power, I want to show you, is a product of winning spiritual warfare. So how do you know? Revelation, all right, chapter 12 from verse 7. Chapter 12, verse 7. All right, and God wants Christians to overcome. That's why he says, the God of all grace, after he has bruised Satan under your feet. So it talks about bruising there. And we said, is this what Jesus is waiting? He put out the perfect sacrifice and sat at the right hand of God expecting his enemies to be made his footstool. That is for God to now bruise those things. So when you're going through things, he says, you need to release power. So there was one in heaven, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. And verse 8, and they prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, which is Satan, which deceived the whole world, was cast into the earth, and his angels cast out with him. And verse 10, and he heard a loud voice saying, now is come salvation, strength, so, after Satan was cast down, he says, I heard a loud voice saying, now, which means after there was victory. He says, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Why is it so? For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. So, you can have power because the warfare has been won, which accused them before God day and night. And he says, they overcame him by three things. The blood We'll talk about that next week. The word of their testimony and they love not their lives to death. That loving of their lives to death means they were obedient to the commandment of love. That's what it means. Right? That is you obey God in the commandment of love. That commandment is you love them that, that, that you love your enemies, you do good to them that hate you. All right? That's that commandment. Love not their lives. It says greater love had no man than this than to lay his life down for his friend. So it talks about they love not their lives unto death. You are laid down for your friend. What is it, my friend there? Even Judas, after he had betrayed Jesus, and when he came to Jesus, Jesus said, my friend. Which means that no matter what anybody does to you, you don't develop an ill will towards that person. Uh, you, you have won that warfare there over that particular thing. You don't develop an ill will. Let me tell you how witchcraft works. Witchcraft can only work in the life of a person if you project evil to somebody that pro pro provoked you. Yeah, you get what I'm saying here? Which means, and this is what Satan does, and many Christians don't know. When you use fire on fire, then there's witchcraft. Right? Because what Satan does is, go and provoke this person. He inspires somebody. Provoke that person. Then you get provoked. Once you get provoked and you develop an animosity in your heart towards that person, then you have moved from the grounds of light to the grounds of darkness. You can be hit at that point. Right? So it's important that when, that's why it says, do not be overcome with evil, but use good to overcome evil. So the way you overcome an evil intended towards you by somebody is by doing good to that person. That's why it says, bless them that curse you. Do good. So this teaching in this country where people are like, okay, you're opening, opening people to witchcraft. You're supposed to do good there, right? You're, so somebody, and that's how in a person's career you can get the person into witchcraft there. Even a, a pastor, 
All right? I mean, people do provocative things in ministry that are competitive. And once you develop any animosity, that's why Jesus said, when you stand praying, if you have ought against anybody, he says, get rid of it. Anybody. He says, while you are praying, pray for that person. Pray the blessings of God upon that person. Right? So you start your career, you're in an office, you're a jolly, good person doing your work, and then suddenly some people come into your space who are very competitive. Uh, they do provocative things there. All right? Maybe they, they, they got some promotion and say, listen, you know, I got this benefit, you know, I'm doing better. And they say things, you, Jaja, you are going on your own. They just say things to irritate you without knowing your heart shifts into competition with them. Now, once you move into that space, they say, all right, uh, Satan can play in that game there. So what you do there, and I always do this here, all right? Yeah, somebody says something to my ears, maybe somebody in ministry said something, uh, I start praying for the person. All right, told them for service. As I'm praying for people to church on Sunday, I make sure I pray for pastors around that God will bless them, bring people into their congregation, grant them utterance, everything. You lay down your life. All right, Jesus said, had no, no man, greater love had no man than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. That Job prayed for his friends. You make sure that, that people around, that even the Judas, you call him friend. You pray for that person there. Because if you don't do that, that's what happens. All right? So, so you just, just know this. If Satan wants to get, let's say he wants to get you at the office for something big. He says, go and provoke that dude. So somebody is driving and just brushes your car. Gets out and says, listen, I don't know why you two can be driving like you are drunk. You come out. What are you talking about? Then as you enter your car, when you have settled the fight after 30 minutes, your head is hot. You get what I'm saying? You are going to work. It is not that accident. It's what is going to happen in the office. He wants you to be in a position of weakness so you don't pick things in the spirit, so your prayers can be affected because he has something he wants to do in two weeks' time. And he needs freedom to move in the realm of the spirit while you are angry. Because if you are not trapped in that particular thing, then you are free in the spirit. You will have knocked what he wants to do out. But while you are buried there in anger, and let me tell you this about spiritual attacks. If you are sleeping too much, something is coming. You are just sleeping. For no reason, you are sleeping. Listen, I know what I'm being there. Satan is trying to get you into a position where you are like, so that he can move. Because if you are praying, you will get that thing. Number two, if you are eating suddenly, more than you normally eat. Yeah, Mio, I'm giving you inside information now. You just, I eat it, just, ah, you are hungry. He's trying to desensitize you. So you are always full of food, so you don't pick up what's happening. All right? You just check it. Your prayer life just went down. Are you following what I'm saying here? For no reason, your prayer just went down. I am yawning. Wake up. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now, what you are going to start seeing is signs. If you are sensitive in the realm of the spirit, signs begin. I'm not, I'm not saying this is normally, I'm just giving an example. Right? Things that don't normally happen, you start seeing happening. Are you following what I'm saying uh, things just start happening there. So, you know, you know, signs like, you know, maybe you just lose the keys to your car for no, and you are looking for looking. God is trying to tell you, oh, boy, something is going on around you. You are not picking this thing up. Wake up, wake up. And you are there busy, angry at 
Somebody that is of no. Are you following Tanya? And then you are allowing that space. He now begins to move in. Then something big happens. That you put your head there. And you say, where was I in the realm of the spirit? You are locked out. On, you are distracted by something, all right, that did not count. So, you know what Zeresh told Haman? You know, before the final judgment of his fall came, he said, now you have begun to fall. Before something happens, little things will be happening. Are you following what I'm saying here? Little things will be happening. Uh, you understand this? So, let me just say you are driving. Uh, there was one accident first. You came out. It could be that they are trying to get you on something. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Trying to get you. So, once you start seeing those things, just take out a day is enough. One day is enough. You are sleeping too much. One day is enough. Just fast from morning till when you get back to work and you can pray for two hours straight. Don't say, I can't do it. You must do it. You must do it. Or call yourself, people, please help me to pray this together. And pray until you get breakthrough. Watch what I'm saying. Something will soon happen that had you not prayed, when it happens, it will happen like splinters. Which means the real core, you know, if you shoot something and they hit it, then the thing splinters. So the thing touches you, but you know that this wasn't what the real thing was. Are you following me? Because you are there praying. I've been in a situation where there was a serious accident around there. Somebody died. You know what happened? Somebody around there laughed. Whether the person was talking by, I don't know what it was. Then he said, Pastor Koji, you are the target. You are too strong in the spirit. So you push this thing away from you. Are you following me? So uh, this is spiritual now. So, Chief, please, if you are sleeping, you usually wake up at 5, you are just yawning 7.30 today, tomorrow, first day. This is something about spirituality. First thing, first time it happens is coincidence. No, happenstance. Second time, coincidence. Third time, enemy action. Some spirits are at work. Do you get what I'm saying? They are at work. Shake your head off, call it fast, and start praying. That prayer I'm praying through for one day of fasting can save you years of trouble. Let me repeat, years of trouble. Because you may make a major mistake. You understand this? Which means that you might be going to sign a business deal. And the only way God can stop you is that because you pray through and an angel is there, the angel slashes your tire so that you get there late. Are you following When your tire is slashed, you get there late. You are complaining. How did I miss this? They say it's too late. We have signed it. Bye-bye. Two weeks after, you hear what happened. You say, God, forever, oh Lord. <laughs> forever and ever. Huh? Then you understand the spiritual dimension of life. Do you understand what we're saying here? 
So this is very important. All right. I, I didn't say this in any of the services, so it must be meant for somebody here. All right. So there's somebody here that you should wake up, something is coming. And when you hear things like this, it could be dead. All right? So take time, all right, to pray. There are many people that will not say it publicly. But things, disastrous things have happened that they can't open their mouth to say, and I was speaking something like this. I just did not pray. Are you following what I'm saying? Because the truth of the matter is that when God can't reach you, he goes to people around you. If they too are down, then they cannot pick it up because they have been distracted by cares of this world. The Bible says nothing should come upon you on our wares except your heart is overcharged. Something which is overeating. Alright? Distraction, cares of this life. Alright? And if you are attending too many parties consistently, which is not accustomed to what, which means is what you wear you are thinking about. Enemy action. There's something coming that you should be distracted away from. Are you following what I'm saying? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and by the power of your spirit. As that you cause this truth to be established in us to grow within our hearts individually and corporately at the church and bring forth fruit in our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.